0: the Lord.
1: here and I'm going to jump right in as you continue to give thank you for your gifts thank you for being good stewards thank you for starting the year off right strong amen Um, you know I always start with the backstory I uh, of how I got here by the way let me just make one quick addendum to that if you do not email if you do not email and you do not have an email address then make sure you call the church. We will get your, uh, we will make sure that we accommodate you and get your receipt of donation to you. Okay, so let's move into the Word. Are you ready? Okay, at the beginning, this is the first message the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year. I've already shared with Niederland and Beaumont some of it. But um, I have been through these New Year things about 60 times. Are more or less, you know. And uh, as a pastor, it is our part of our job description that we are to every year encourage you and strengthen you and tell you that God's going to do great things and and to really motivate you to be your best for the coming year. Leave the past behind and get a fresh new start and move forward. And so I, uh, I intend to do that. But every having done that many, many, many times, I've seen some things over the years. And I see this thing that it's this circle that we keep going in. We keep going in this circle year after year, day after day. We go in this circle. We keep getting drawn back into it. We start a fast. We do New Year's resolutions. Then we... Get drawn right back into the same old habits, same old thing. And and I am I'm just don't have enough Christmases left to get drawn back in to the same old thing. I want fresh, new, I want God to do everything He's promised. I don't want old habits, I don't want old uh, the the patterns that are negative in my life to continue, and neither do you, right? So because of that, it, it kind of led me to this. You know, I have a friend that, that uh, Pastor Jean Parker, one of my dear friends, she measures life by Christmases. She said, oh, we may only have just five or six more Christmases. Or, of course, she's been saying that for 40 years, and we've had a few. But I, uh, I can tell you this. The clock is ticking, and we have to get something done. You wake up. After You've had children and then before you know it those of you that haven't had children yet. You're young I promise you I've been where you've been and I just blinked past all that and Figured they didn't know what they were talking about I had the rest of the world in time to get everything done. I wanted to do and I woke up. I Don't know where it went. It's gone. So we have to make the most of every day, of every moment, every single day. 2017 in Hebrew means hafak. It means perverseness or an upset turning upside down. Turning of things upside down. Now, I don't know if you've realized that, but that's already happened (laughs) to some degree. That's happened. Actually, the... Hebraic, uh, the, the uh, calendar begins in September. That is the Jewish calendar. And uh, we have seen some things taken upset since then. And, uh, but here's the Greek word. It's, it's, it's to shine forth. To shine forth. Now, I don't know what's happening in your world. I'm sure it's turned upside down at least once in your life. But for sure... God's going to turn things upside down for us this year, and it's going to be a good thing, a really good thing, and I'm excited about that. You know, I said last week, and I just want to say to you, I did something I hadn't done before. I always say, Lord, this is your year, this is your year, but this year, I gave it to him. I took my checkbook out I took my tithe out took my offering out and I wrote something specifically for 2017 and said okay I'm giving you this year we're visual people right I hope you'll do something like that and make a declaration and decree we're going to end with that today uh, about declarations but not about uh, necessarily giving the year However, I just want to insert that at this moment because I feel like it's really important for many of us. I want you to turn in the word with me to 2 Kings, the 7th chapter. And I want to uh, share with you a word. It's a simple message, four basic points. But I want to, uh, I want to share with you a message. How do I resist the gravitational pull that keeps pulling me back down what if what if we did that come on you know that's our whole series this month what if now you can believe it or not believe it but what if it really did happen it could change your life but here's the deal it wouldn't just change your life it would change everybody else's life around you because people are dependent your destiny is tied to your decisions and here's the thing when you make the right ones things can either go up or go down and this year we're gonna make the right ones right what if We were able to resist that gravitational pull. So I'm going to share with you four points from the scripture of how we actually can resist that gravitational pull to pull us right back down into the same old, same old, same old, same old. old. Anybody want to break it? We're going to break it today. Now, 2 Kings 7, 1 through 7. Then Elisha said, I heard the, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord... Tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. That's Joseph Carlington. A seah of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Very important. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned, he's like the vice president, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? I mean, he's really defining him. It's very sarcastic. And first of all, nobody asked him anything. That's an art. We need to only speak when we're spoken to. Okay, and he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you're not going to eat it. You're going to get to see somebody else eat up your blessings, and you're not going to get any of it. That ain't going to be me. Amen? Now... There were four lepers men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, and they said to one another, let me say it one more time, and they said to one another. Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, the family is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we're going to die too. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, but we'll die. And they rose at twilight. If I live, I live. If I perish, I perish. But I ain't going to stay in this same old mess. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of the chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of great armies. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us, the king of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians, to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses, and their donkeys. And they fled for their lives. Okay, it was an awesome thing that happened. We'll get into that. But let me connect two scriptures together that it seems has nothing to do with the other. I'm going to Deuteronomy 2, 1 through 3. Those that are joining us online, thank you for being with us today. God has something special for you. If you have your word, you can turn with us there too. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea. As the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted mount sear for many days we encompassed we kept going around that mountain over and over and the lord spoke to me saying you have skirted this mountain long enough anybody with me you can figure that one out that's real easy turn northward now i want to say this at the offset there is a shift coming God is going to shift some things into a a new destiny direction this year. Watch it. Watch it happen. It's going to happen. And your old norm is going to be Your new norm is going to be different than your old norm. God is recalibrating us. Now, let's look at these children of Israel and see how we connect these two texts today. The children of Israel, God delivered them from the Red Sea. They had been in bondage a long, 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 long time. Actually, they had been in bondage about 430 years to be exact, which is quite a long time. Now, God's Word brought them out of the hand of Pharaoh into a land, out of the land of Egypt. Now, in the Bible, always the typology, Egypt is a type of sin, and Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Do you know that? Sure. So he brought them out of sin, and he delivered them into the hands, out of the hands of the enemy, out of Satan. Now... They're doing a lot of wandering around and around and around. They're going all the way around this mountain over and over and over. And let me just ask you a simple question. Do you think for one second that God has, after 430 years, brought them out of all that bondage to see them just take a walk? Round and round and round and round. I want to stop quickly, see if they'll play a video, because I want you to hear about this gravitational pull that's pulling on us from an orbit standpoint. Do we have that ready? Let's play that video. I want you to see that. They're wandering around, and a gravitational pull keeps pulling them. Mass of an object, the greater its gravitational pull. The effects of gravity are all around us. From the sun's rising, to the sun's setting, to the moon and the stars, to the ocean and its tides. This is gravity.
0: Gravity Gravity
1: is an invisible force, proportional proportional. to mass. The greater the mass of an object, the the greater its gravitational pull. The effects of gravity are all around us. From the sun's rising to the sun's setting, to the moon and the stars, to the ocean and its tides. This is gravity. Nothing, nothing, nothing is exempt from the power of gravity. Nothing, nothing can escape the gravitational pull of an object of great mass. Not, not even, even a human life. What's what's pulling you? What's pulling you? That's the question I want to ask you a moment. At this point in our story, look what God had done. I want you to make that very personal. Look at what all God has done for you. Delivered you from sin, diseases, set you free, healed your body, broke generational curses off of you, caused you to release things in your past and in your life. And all the things He's done, now I know, I know that some of you have given us your testimony and it's only a PG version. We don't know the real X-rated version and we don't want to know it because God has done so much in our lives. But think about what He's done. Do you think for one second that He wants us to be bound by a generational or by a gravitational pull that keeps pulling us back to this mass thing that's in the center that keeps us going round and round and round like the children of Israel and we keep walking around because there's this mass that keeps bringing us back we have to escape and he has given us an escape clause say we're gonna escape we're gonna escape you have come past this mountain over and over and over, the same old issues, the same experiences, the same interactions, the same emotional drama. Christmas after Christmas. You know, it's time to change, but change isn't easy. People come to church not always to change. Sometimes they come to church because they want, uh, they they need something else. They want to get. Happy, they want to get a fix, they want me, you know, somehow. I want you to make everything go away, Pastor Renee, today. That the devil has dealt hell with me all day. Now, you give me life, I'm gonna come in here and get a fix. But once you leave, you go right back to the same old emotional mess. It ain't right, just saying, it's not right. Jesus, you know, we it's something about we love church we have to have it it does give us that push to go over but there has to be more than just an emotional high he did not die on a cross just to give me a high he died so he could give me life and he gave me to give me the want to to resist that pull of the world to resist that orbit that my life is in. When there is an object in the center. That is holding you there. There is a power there. That won't you release you. You've got to know what that power is. Because greater is he. That is in us. Than he that is in the world. He that is in the world. And here's the deal ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes even if we jump up. And we get to jump up a little bit. Every once in a while while we're going. And we get a little bit of a. Pull and a little bit of release But sure enough You come right back down Going right back Because there's this pull that keeps pulling us Right back and here's the thing I want to say to you There's a force that keeps pulling you back And surely there's a reason Why we can't always get free And sometimes is I want to suggest there's an orbit around you that's been functioning and most of the people around you contribute to it there's a social thing there's a social construct around you that contributes to you coming back to the same place and defining who you are Now, people are comfortable with you just leaping up a little bit. And even the enemy is. He's comfortable with you coming to church on Sunday and just don't leave changed. He's even comfortable, you know, coming and singing in the choir for Easter and Christmas and doing your thing. But just don't change your orbit. Don't get released from that pull. Now, I'm not a Star Wars fan or any of those sci-fi things but i have seen some things where they're trying to get away from a gravitational pull and they work and work and work and all of them all those characters and finally I, they something releases and man they catapult out that's what i'm saying today god is going to release you i'm coming out i'm coming out And the thing is, I made up my mind that I'm not going to circle the same bills, the same arguments, the same fear, the same discouragement, the same things going over in my head, the same loneliness over and over, the same suicidal tendencies, no more. We've got to break loose. But here's the thing: you got to get desperate enough to make make a decision. I'm coming out now. You're not gonna fit in that tidy box anymore when you do this. I can promise you that. If you're really gonna escape, there's something in you that has to want it so badly that everything in you is crying. I want to escape, but there's this voice that you're gonna hear on your shoulder. You don't worry, you're not worthy. You can't come out of that. You've been doing it too long. You're gonna fall right back into the same old traps. You're gonna have the same arguments with your husband you've had for 40 years. You're gonna do the same things over and over because you don't deserve to come out of there. I can tell you today it's over. Yes, you do. He didn't die for us. To put us back in the same traps over and over and over. But we have to resist. The change. We have to resist it. Everything in us wants to give up. Everything in us wants to be pulled back into the old systems. But somehow, this is our year. You know what? I decided last night, you held my grandma back, you held my grandpa back, you might have held my mother-in-law back, but you ain't gonna keep on holding me back. We're breaking it this year. I'm not gonna do now. I know I need to finish and tell you what some of those things are, but you're going to have to do your homework and find out what they are because i got to move on. But we have to resist. There's a power to resistance. Resist the enemy and he shall flee. Yeah, but you got to first submit yourself unto the Lord. Resist the enemy and he'll flee. You've lived in that same place so long, just like the children of Israel. They celebrated And they shouted over a promised land that they never even entered into. I don't want to be guilty of celebrating and shouting over something that I never experienced. I'm coming out. I want to sing Diana Ross's song. I'm redeeming it. Hush. Don't go there with me. I'm not coming out of the closet. I'm coming out of this gravitational pull. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I'm going to let it show, something like that. I'm coming out. Hey, I was thinking that the other day when I was preaching this to myself, and I went and looked it up. It has nothing to do with coming out of the closet, nothing. So, hush, tell everybody on the Internet and Facebook, that's not what it's about. It's coming out of your situation. Yes. Now, go to 2 Kings, because this is the key to coming out. I'm not going around this mountain. There's this thing called desperation that has to come on you. You have to be stronger. You have to be more desperate than the mass that's holding you and pulling you back to the same thing. Second Kings 7, 1 through 7, we read a while ago. These desperate lepers. Now, I know you're saying, here yeah, I'd be desperate too if my face was half eaten off and I had leprosy. Well, we have some spiritual leprosy going on the thing is Samaria is in famine duh now they may have been eating their children in fact this is what they said look we're gonna eat mine today but tomorrow we're gonna eat yours that's pretty desperate that's pretty desperate and it was a it was a city and a place that was so oh it was so messed up in so many ways does that sound familiar To anybody, have we ever been in a famine more desperate than we are now? We have to be more desperate than the situation is. And here's this prophet elisha he speaks and he walks into this situation and he begins to speak and he says by tomorrow this time there's going to be plenty he didn't say six months from now i'm telling you it's time for the real prophets to stand up he said look i'm going to tell you i'm going to be right here checking it out you know i'm kind of tired of those people that say well there's 15 people here that need a headache fixed well you know what There are probably 25 that may need that I'm I'm and we're living in a day that our words have to be more strategic and they have to be backed up by the king and what he is saying and people have to know that so here we are they're in this perverted state and they've allowed circumstances to overshadow the reality of the promise duh have you let circumstances I have overshadowed the reality of the promise that God has given me. This assistant, the king's right hand, or kind of like maybe a a vice president, I don't know, but he's the next person in command. And nobody's even asked him a question. Lord, help us learn the art of thinking before we speak. Just saying. We need to learn that. Now, the king of Samaria now has... A big problem Houston here's why he does because he's got the wrong people speaking into his life and they're in their most desperate situation and the people closest to you will determine the level of success of your destiny decisions the people speaking into you that are the closest to you and I can tell you I don't even have to know you I don't even have to know you. All I got to know is know your peeps. I just need to know who you are hanging out with and I know about you because we are who we hang with and birds of a feather do flock together that's not in scripture but it's true and if you can be comfortable with people around you that are continually downing people continually bringing people down continually finding the negative gossiping and complaining then go on with your bad self but as far as me I ain't got time for that ain't nobody got time for that the clock ticking it's time to just give a life yes. tell somebody get a life yes. and get it more abundantly in Jesus name we need destiny connections if you have destiny connections, you better hold on to them because the enemy will try to pry you away. And the truth is, the enemy will let you escape from them and let you hold on to the ones that are that are your destiny deterrents. But God is going to give you the ability to see clearly. So you need destiny decisions in your life. You know, there's a time when... If you have those things and God's showing you things, don't argue with him. Just listen. Tell them to the right people or not at all. Because have you ever gone to tell somebody something and the Spirit of God just shut your mouth? I feel a country song coming on. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Y'all know this song. Don't go there with me. No when to run. And I say it like this. You got to count your blessings. Hey, look, we redeem them all. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't get on Facebook whining about me singing a country song. It's been redeemed. Kenny Rogers loves it. Amen. Okay. So this vice president, did you wonder why he can't hear? He's right up close. He heard the king, just what the king heard. The, the prophet comes in. Why? There's a key here. He's, why can he not hear clearly what's being said in the natural, and he can't even hear what's being said in the spirit? Could it be that there is a root of bitterness that's taken up? You can tell it in his response. I'm just saying, you know, there ain't no way, there ain't no way that that's gonna happen like you say it's gonna happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Here's the deal if there's bitterness in your root, there's gonna be bitterness in your fruit. Always, always, always. The thing is, you gotta shake it off. Say, shake it off. Shake off everything. Shake off the feeling of being brokenhearted. Shake off the feeling that somebody, I can't trust anybody this time because somebody stabbed me in the back. Really? (laughs) I'm just not going to be able to trust anymore because, you know, they betrayed me. Really? There's no way I can go there again because my heart has just been broken too many times. Really? Really? I know somebody else whose heart was broken over and over and over again. But he didn't give up and he didn't quit. And neither are we. We can't afford to. It is worth it. Say, it is worth it. Drop that spirit of offense. Drop that bitterness. Bye-bye. That's what I say. Bye-bye bitterness. Look, there's no way. Bitterness is the weakest link. Bye-bye. You cannot have that in your life. I know what some people do. You know, they overlooked me. So they build them. They get some bricks and they build them a wall. And so they get a brick. They overlooked me. (laughs) Put the brick right there. Put some mortar on it. And then the devil will hand you another one and say, You're never going to get a chance. You're right. I'm never going to get a chance. Put it right there. You know... uh, Put a little mortar on there. The devil will hand you another one. Before you know it, you know what you've done? You've built a wall around your heart. So nobody can get in and hurt you. But what you don't realize is you can't get out either. You can't escape because you built the wall. The same wall that will build you in will also keep you from being released. So in Jesus' name, we're not going to build any walls this year. In Jesus' name, say amen. Amen. So here we are, they're desperate and this desperate times. These lepers are desperate and, and desperate times call for desperate measures. That's number one. Put that up there. What if you got desperate enough? Desperate times call for desperate measures. Desperation, there is a desperation and I've been studying about that and nothing really ever happened until the people of God began to get desperate for him more than the... Forced to go back to the gravitational pull of what the world was pulling them back to. There was a desperateness in them to see something change and something happen. And that desperation overrode. Get around. We've got to turn. 2017 has got to be a complete, complete turnaround. But wait, there's four leprous men sitting outside, it said, the gate of the city, not in the city, because they've been rejected. Because of their issues, because of their dilemmas, because of their disadvantages, because of their circumstances. Anybody here? They have been withheld from the city. They cannot get in. They're stuck at the gate, kind of in between and betwixt and whatever that is. You get stuck. Somewhere in there and you can't hear and you don't hear but what they did not hear was a natural ear There was a desperation on the inside of them that said hey I believe we have got to make a Decision to get up from where we are say get up So this is I want to talk about this for just a second because this is the second key of breaking loose You've got to make decisions And here's the thing, there's this, we always sit here at this point and people in the church fail to make decisions because they use church church language. I'm just praying about it. I'm just praying and they're praying about it 10 years from now. I'm just praying about it. But this year, God is going to help us make decisions. That's what I hear This people. There's nothing would have happened if they hadn't decided, if I perish, I perish. But we ain't going to stay here in this any longer. We're going to get up and walk. And the next thing I see them doing, they defy their circumstances. Come on. Sure, they do. If you don't think that leprosy is a circumstance, you need to wake up. I can tell you that it takes courage To defy your circumstance it takes courage to defy the situation that many of us are in you got to know what blesses me about these four lepers so much is number one they were yes desperate number two they were decisive they defied their circumstances but I'm about to close right now because this is one you have to get today there's a fourth one that's huge and I'm going to need some people to help Help me. One of, I need uh, four men. Uh, He just left. Uh, Give me there, Brother Patterson. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Come on, right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, right here. There we go, four. Come on up here. And here's the fourth key that I want to show you real quickly that God is saying. Here are these guys. They have defied their circumstance, but they've gotten up. And they said, let us, say us. Yes. Yeah, I, I did some kind of stuff in there. What if number four could really get a hold of us today? As my background study, the thing that, yes, I, I kept feeling like i wanted the saints to help to get the saints off of this rat race and to get out and come out of this gravitational pull but the other thing that has haunted me now for the last couple of years is the unbelievable chaos and indecisiveness indecisiveness and the disunity that is all over the world yes that's all over our nation, yes, but it's coming on home. It's in the church. Churches can agree. Christians can agree. And then it comes on home to your very home and husbands and wives can agree. And kids and do we always agree on everything? No, but there is something that's got to get a hold of us. There is something that's got to change to help us see the power. Of unity the power of spoken agreement not understated the power of get up and let's go together let's do this together and we're not gonna do it unless we do it together but now how he's saying look come on we're gonna go but I can't go very far because my foot is eaten off with leprosy I can't get very far but he said look if I can hook up with you then we might can get somewhere. I know you and he said yeah, but look come on with me because I got two good feet But my eyes are blind and I need you to help me get where I'm going But you know I'm blind and I can't see but I'm sure help your crippled state and together We can get it done. And then this one over here says hey I, I don't know. I got good eyes, but my hearing over here. It's eating my left ear.'" Off and half of my right one I don't know what's been said but if I hook up with you if I get hooked up you can see you can hear and I can see and you can walk but he said look I can't do anything because this old hand has been eaten off by leprosy I can't pick anything up but something inside of him says if I can hook up with you We can walk together, and there may be some desperation among us. There's probably, we are making a decision together this time. This church has to make decisions together. We have to get up and walk together. You may not have one thing, but somebody else has another. You may be disabled in this way, but somebody else has that one. They've got your back. So together, let's go. Together, you're a little crippled. You can't walk that good. And you can't hear, but y'all see if y'all can get down those stairs. Because the thing is, you gotta learn to decree And Claire, come stand right down here. This is what I hear the Spirit saying. This is what I hear the Spirit saying. Come stand up here. I I want them to represent us. I want them to represent you for just a moment. I know we're going to have time for the prayer partners to come in a minute, but right now we got to do a corporate thing because there is this thing in the Word of God that says if we decree and declare a thing. Put the scripture up there. If decree and declare your agreement out loud this year, you've got to get into agreement with somebody. It's not just enough for your husband to be across the room or at work and, you know, you're thinking something and he's thinking something and we're in agreement. No. Declare it with your mouth. Decree and declare it with your mouth. What does the scripture say? If you decree and declare a thing, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light, hey, the, the one that can't see and the one that has a broken foot over there and an eaten off foot, there's going to be light showing you the way. There's going to be light. But together, we can make some decisions. We can allow the desperateness in our hearts and the decisiveness of the Spirit. I want to stop there because I know that I know that I know human nature. And human nature, in the moment, When you feel strong, you make a decision. The moment you encounter struggle, you start wavering and waffling. And I bind that in the name of Jesus. I declare this is going to be a year of decisiveness. We're going to be able to make destiny decisions. It takes courage. It takes courage to do that. I have someone very close to me. They cannot make a decision to save their life it's just something on the inside of them they'll bring you 72 colors because they've been trying to paint a wall for 6 months and they cannot make a decision I bind the power of indecisiveness God is going to cause us to hear what the spirit is saying and make destiny decisions and we'll defy every circumstance every eaten up foot Every ear that has been eaten off, every eye that cannot see, every hand that has been broken, every single insufficiency, insufficiency in your life, God's going to cause it to come together. Because now we're going to decree and declare a thing. This is what I want you to do. Stand with me all over the sanctuary. We're going to. I want something in your spirit. I need everybody to get in groups of fours as much as possible. Just break up in groups of fours and stay where you are. If you need to bring more than four along, okay. But right now, I want us to do something together. This isn't going to be about you personally right now. In a minute, it will. Right now, let's make some decrees and some declarations in this house together that number one, this is going to be a year This year, this year shall be a year of turning around and no more going back to the same old emotional trauma over and over and over and over again. Now, however you want to say that, look at each other and say that together. No more. It's not going to happen. I decree it and I declare it. There is a ceiling, there is a ceiling that God wants this house to break through this year. There is a numerical ceiling. There is a financial ceiling. There is some emotional baggage that the enemy has tried to bring in and we break the power of it. We declare that this will be because, wait a minute, this is what I know. This is the most important thing. There are miracles that are being held up. There are promises and miracles that are being held up because we didn't get an agreement together and speak the same thing together. And this time we break all, all, all ties. The ceiling will be broken off of this house. There will be no more. Baggage. now there's a a prophetic anointing uh, in the house right now and I'm going to speak according to the word of God Kim Clement when he came to us before he he never came to this building but he said over us that um, he said said to randy and renee he said you know it's going to probably take about eight years and i'm thinking you the devil is a liar it's going to take about eight years but then there's a ceiling that will be broken and i am declaring over this house and i'm asking you to decree and declare with me the ceiling is broken off of this area off of this house off of this ministry, off of the staff, off of the finances, off of the growth. This is our year! Yeah! it's our time to agree I tell you those that are watching get into agreement with what God is doing and God is saying and find somebody to come into agreement with you and decree it and declare it and it shall be established yes thank you Jesus the men's ministry no ceiling no ceiling on the men's ministry Women's ministry, no ceiling. Life teams are going to multiply. Life teams are going to multiply. Music ministry, no ceiling. Thank you, Jesus. Now this is where you come in. Prayer partners, come stay up here. Because there's something in your life that you need to speak out of your mouth. And have someone come into agreement. Maybe you're a family. And you as a family need to come down. And get someone else to agree with you. And decree and declare it. How desperate are you to make a decision to walk down this aisle today. And say, look, if I perish, I perish. But I'm not going to stay like this. This year is going to be different in Jesus' name. So I'm asking you to come. Just get out of your seat. Come. There's someone going to get into agreement with you and believe God with you. And this is going to be your year to break through from that gravitational. What if? What if you got into agreement? What if? Let's sing.
0: Hey, hey. you shout go.
1: now in jesus name this week pastor randy and i and many of the people in our campuses will be going to washington to pray over our new center our brand new center that is a um, center for national renewal our renewal center we're going to dedicate it there are people coming congressmen senators that are coming that will leave in prayer, and we're gonna pray over it. We're gonna believe God is gonna use us mightily in this nation. Please pray for us this week. But for you, I'm praying that your family will come into agreement. Every promise God's given you, do not back up. Break through, even when the thing on your shoulder says you can't do it. Be desperate enough and make a decision to break through. This is your year. So we bless the people of God. I thank you, Father, that we bless them. May your face shine upon them today. Give them peace that will soon crush Satan under their feet. And today as they leave this place, let them go with a decision in their heart, a decision in their spirit. A decision in their mind that they will not back up the Lord you're gonna bless them in the field and bless them in the city and every decision they made is gonna be from on high they will decree and declare a thing they will come into agreement with their family the husbands and wives will come into agreement they will bring their children into agreement and father I thank you that we're gonna see massive things take place That you are loosing and releasing miracles, signs and wonders because we just are saying we're going to get up and we're going to move forward. In Jesus' name, bless them all day, all day and all week. In Jesus' name, we love you. We'll see you here Wednesday night. God bless you.